in 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Phoebe and Kat here with us today uh, from Los Angeles. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't, I don't get to do um, duo interviews all that often, although we've definitely we definitely have. So, um, so this will be fun. Championship Leadership's the name of the podcast. So maybe we'll come to both you guys and and. Uh, and get your perspective on on what championship leadership means to you when you hear that. I think it's for me. It's about championing the whole team. You know, you, your partners, your vendors, your customers, championing everyone. Yeah, love it. And for me, it means championing a cause, something that everybody can get behind and uh, have a strong mission that will get everybody in the organization to row together towards the same goal. Excellent. Love it. What's uh why don't we, you know, for the listener right now that's not familiar with the both of you and 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 what you do, kind of give us maybe a little bit of a background on yourselves, maybe how you guys came together, um, and what is is it that you actually do today and and what it's up that you're up to today. Yeah, sure. So I'm Phoebe. I'm the founder and CEO of Attitude. And uh, Attitude means eco-attitude with an E in the front. Uh, so we are a textile material science company and a sustainable lifestyle brand. So we, we have a proprietary patented uh, material made from 100% bamboo. So we call it clean bamboo because it's utilizing a very uh, sustainable, clean, non-toxic way to process bamboo into uh, high-quality fabrics. Uh, our vision is to dramatically reduce the negative environment impact of textile industry by replacing cotton and viscose with better alternative. Uh, Attitude is also a certified carbon neutral business and also a B corporation. Excellent. And I'm Kat Day. I'm the co-founder and president of Attitude. I joined in early 2018 uh, as co-founder. Um, uh, a serial entrepreneur. I've grown my career in growing companies. This is something that I really love to do. 
Uh, prior to Attitude, I founded a direct-to-consumer brand that was named number three fastest growing company in New York. And before that, I was helping to grow other larger companies in the SaaS space and the consumer space, media space as a consultant, as well as in strategy and business development roles. So I fell into entrepreneurship while at Columbia Business School, really fell in love, got that you know, entrepreneurial bug. And since then, I've really focused on finding opportunities to grow something that is not just a great business, but also good for the planet. Love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, who have been some of the leaders, coaches, mentors that have impacted you guys? I always, it's always fun to hear kind of how you've been influenced. And, and so typically when I ask this question, it's, it's a little bit more so, you know, what is it about those people? Like, what are some of the characteristics that stand out a little bit more so than who they are, but, you know, feel free to please, you know, name names if you'd like, but yeah, like what are some of the characteristics that um, these leaders uh, have that have really stood out to you guys to maybe help mold who you guys are as leaders? Yeah, for me, my personal like idol is definitely Ivan Schnellack, the founder of uh, Pentagonia. Uh, he's he's also behind you know One Percent for Planet organization, and and uh, um, I read uh, uh, most of his books, especially the Let My Let My People Surfing. So definitely admire he can have a business that's profitable and the people working there are happy, produce a very high quality products. Um, I'm wearing one, right? I love their products because it's just high quality and very functional and lasts forever. Um, and and he's like the dream, like you can't have it all, that you have mm-hmm. a profitable business, very sustainable, uh, socially responsible. Um, so that's that's what we're driving for an attitude. Awesome. What about you, Kat? For me, it would not be a public figure, but more uh, closer to home. I, my own family uh, yeah. inspired me a lot, uh, both my mom and my older sister, I would say, are incredibly strong, powerful, and determined women who are also incredibly kind and have strong values. Uh, so I've taken that as well. My mom is an uh, immigrant. So, uh, she immigrated to the United States on her own with two daughters, uh, without having known any people here in the U S and made it. And, uh, I'll always be inspired by that kind of risk taking and looking for amazing opportunities. And my sister is a serial entrepreneur as well, and definitely inspired me to start companies where you could make a difference and something that can also be part of your or grow out of a passion of yours, something that you love doing uh, to turn something you love into a business is the best because it won't feel like thing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. What's uh championship leaders They have great vision. And I think a lot of times it's sometimes a vision that others can't see maybe because it's so big, right. Or it's, um, you know, the, the greatest of the greats, they tend to be able to see things a little bit differently than everyone else, I guess, if that makes sense. And then they also have on top of that, I believe courage to take action on it. So I always love to hear what it is. That's the vision for you guys. And, and more importantly, as well as, you know, what's that impact that you like to make. And I can already tell, you know, by talking to both of you that, that, um, 
the impact seems to be very important for you guys. So um, anxious to hear. Uh, well, definitely. I, I think our, our vision is, is definitely to make more positive impact. So uh, we think just being sustainable is not even enough these days that we get a repair, right? You not, not just do no harm, but you start to repair the system, repair the environment. So, so I think for us is do that by um, better textiles because textiles touch so many people. There's so much usage. Uh, so it's a big industry that we can make impact into to use better technology to to have products that just emit less carbon, use less water, use non-toxic, and in the end, not, it can return to be feedstock to make new textile again. So the whole full circular, uh, and also the they they will all be plant based and also have a regenerative farm practice where we grow those plants. So like in all this area, just like to be very conscious, like how to start to contribute to the repairing of the environment. I think that's 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 our vision for attitude. Excellent. Yeah. Kat, anything to, to expound on or add there? Yeah, I mean, before joining Attitude, I had no idea that textiles is the number two most polluting industry in the world after oh, wow. fossil fuels. So it is shocking. We are all talking about climate change and how we need to transition from the fossil-based environment. Uh, and, you know, we're thinking, you know, electric cars and et cetera, things like those types of solutions. But the number two problem is textiles. And there's very little innovation happening in the space to reduce the usage of harmful chemicals, the pesticides and uh, the fertilizer that's required to grow cotton, uh, which is the largest majority of textile yeah. right now and is the dirtiest crop we have on the planet, not only because of the amount of chemicals that are, is required to grow, but also because it just takes up a lot of land and depletes yeah. that land that it grows on. And people don't realize how harmful that is. And it's in everything. And it's not just in our apparel. It's in yeah. everything in our homes, literally all the furniture, all the curtains, you know, bedding, of course, and towels. It's everywhere. And consumers are not even aware about how harmful that is. So what we're trying to do is replace as much cotton as well as other harmful conventional uh, textiles like viscose and polyester, as well as some animal fabrics with our plant-based sustainable materials that we're innovating here at Attitude. Got it. Is there a, a target for you to be able to make a big dent or impact on that? In terms of the amount of carbon to save? Um, I suppose it could be that or like a time frame. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, time frame, it would, it would take probably decades. It takes a long time to change such a big industry. But if we were to replace, uh, if we were to replace 80% of the cotton industry, we would save as much carbon emissions as the entire LA County produces in a year, yeah. every year. So that is quite significant. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, love it. What's, uh, you know, this is a question that I like to ask. Um, maybe think of a moment in your life where kind of a critical moment, right? Where you're at a, a, a fork in the road and you get a big decision to make and you guys are taking on a pretty, pretty big uh, vision like you've, you just talked about. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of people, especially over the last few years, probably 
in that moment right now. It's been challenging definitely for everyone. And, you know, it's, it's a, when you're there, when you're in that moment, it's, it's tough because you kind of want to know, you know, the, the result before you do it, right. To, to mitigate as much risk and, and uh, depending on the magnitude of the the decision. So obviously you guys have made the decision you did, which has you here today, has you guys together, uh, you know, with what you've created with attitude. But uh, I think there's a lot of power for people in those moments to hear the stories of others and, and, and how they navigated those times. So I'm, I'm interested to hear, you know, is there a moment or two that comes to mind for you guys that you could share um, again, so that the listener can maybe, maybe it can give them what they need to hear right now to help uh, make that decision for themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I, I think as, as entrepreneurs, you always go through ups and downs in your business. Sometimes you have incredible growth and you can't keep up with the demand and, and you're hiring and things are going really amazing. Nothing could go wrong. Um, but then there are other times if you're in the game long enough, when that growth stops or it flat plateaus, or in some cases might even decline and you're running out of cash, you're having a difficult time, um, so we've actually already experienced this twice in our experience with Attitude, where we were like, this company might die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've also experienced incredible growth where we had, you know, over 200% growth year over year. Uh, we were named Inc. 5000 twice in a row, fastest growing company. Uh, and so those moments are really big macro moments uh, that do affect companies. Uh, sometimes they're external factors. Sometimes they're internal for us. We definitely got by COVID uh, when investors didn't want to invest uh, at the beginning of 2020. And so we had a round that was about to close and then the pandemic hit and mm. that kind of fell apart. So we had to scramble and figure out solutions on how we you know, position the company for doing well during an uncertain time. And we actually ended up with the solutions that we came up with, we ended up raising capital during a time that nobody else was able to raise capital. So that was incredible. Um, and we ended up benefiting from the pandemic actually as an e-commerce company and we tripled in size that year. Um, so nobody knew what was going to happen. It was such an uncertain time. People were you know, really asking us, if you were to shut down, how many people would you keep? And we said, well, we wouldn't take any salary. Of course, we might, you know, we would freeze everything. We might keep one person to just keep the lights on. That was the kind of conversation that was happening back in January or I guess it was March, March 2020, um, because nobody knew what was going to happen and businesses were shutting down. And then I would say uh, last year was quite challenging as well uh, because of the supply chain disruptions of 2021. Uh, there was quite a bit of overstock in the market and everybody was seeing a decrease in consumer demand as well because mm -hmm. everybody assumed that demand for certain categories would continue to be as strong as they were in 2020 and 2021. So 2022, a lot of brands, especially in the home goods space, ended up with too much. Uh, there's lots of furniture that actually finally arrived after you know 12 months delays in, in the port. And all of these furniture stores and warehouses were just flooded with big items and they had to move them quickly. So you saw big discounts, 70% off, 80% off, 
you know, the best kind of luxury furniture. If you yeah. guys shop during that time, you know, that was a great time to pick <laughs> something up. Um, but that was a tough time for a smaller brand like ours to stand apart when big brands, big retailers were discounting home goods at such discounts. And we are a premium brand that wants to maintain its premium positioning. And also we can't, you know, discount that much. Otherwise we don't make a margin and we'll go out of business too. So that was the issue of 2022 that we needed to figure out how do we stay alive? And I would say January, February of, you know, March of 2022, our CFO was basically saying, Hey, you guys need to think about a wind down plan. Like you're going to run out of cash (laughs) by the, you know, in the next couple of months. And we said, no, we're not, we're not just succumbing to like, let's wind down. We, We know how to survive. And so we made really quick adjustments to our business to be able to ride out a tough time. And I'm very proud to say we were profitable towards the end of the year. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Phoebe, what about for you? Yeah, I agree. It's entrepreneurship. It's a long journey, right? And also success is not a guarantee, but the obstacles is guaranteed (laughs) in various times. And also in this world, like dramatic change is guaranteed or almost like a constant thing. The, 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 the only thing that doesn't change is change itself. I agree with that. But I think we are both immigrants background entrepreneurs, so we're kind of used to it. Like for me, it's also uh, the company started as trailer. It's a small market, even more difficult to raise money for female immigrants entrepreneurs. So kind of always be frugal and, and, and kind of the business and then i think a one positive change is that when i met cat and quickly moved to america we get into an accelerator in new york also you know when we get accepted in one week i was in new york from australia so that's a quick decision yes gotta do it so i just got married i tell my husband so i'm i'm, I'm going away for a couple months <laughs> um uh so but that's a positive change but uh, after that as, as cat said that's quite a roller coaster there's a you know a, exponential growth, but there's also obstacles. But I think in the end of the day, it's part, part of the entrepreneur uh, journey. I think there are three ways you, you kind of face difficulties. One is just being crushed by it and being very painful. And, 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 and the second is like fight it. And the third, the best, uh, then you bypass all that third. Yeah, that's part of life. So it's just a, a new problem, how we solve it instead of like, uh, why this happened to me? It's not fair. Like, but like when the economy COVID, it's it's not fair to everyone. I think a lot of the yeah. um, business in in restaurant are even more or travel are even more devastating. So for us, it's just the problem as an entrepreneur you have to solve. Um, no, no need to complain on winning. It's just like part of life. But when you have that kind of stoic um, uh, kind of face, it, it it actually make your brain a bit better to tackle problems. Kind of stay kind of calm and, 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 you know, just think of, okay, we're problem solvers. Um, entrepreneurs are problem solvers, just have to solve it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When did you, when did you uh, begin with attitude? When did that start? Uh, it's actually 2014 from Australia. So okay. that's a couple of years in Australia. And then we get it start to grow into the U S end of 2017 and I moved to us 2018. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, how many, how big is your team? How many employees do you have? We're still quite lean. We, we have 15, uh, but we do rely on some external partners as well. Yeah. 
So what was it like to lead through those times? What, what did you, what were some of the challenges there? Right. Cause like you said, there's uh, the one guarantee is change or uh, problems and uh, navigating that. And I think that's maybe something that I think championship leaders, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they thrive, I guess you'd say in those moments. And so what were some of the ways that you guys were able to step up or uh, when it came to your leadership? Yeah, I think we relied on our values as a company, our culture values, uh, which we have memorialized as a team. Uh, So I'll talk about just the most important one during that time, I think was the transparency, which is to show honesty and courage. Uh, It was very important for us to talk to our team transparently about what was going on as well as the plan. I think people need to see what is your plan and how is this going to work? Uh, Mm -hmm. And especially during tough times. And right now, a lot of companies are going through layoffs. um, We had to do that as well. And so it was really all about, we are in a very difficult spot, but it's going to put the company on the right track. And so then the people who will stay, they will be continuing the mission and it will be stronger going forward. And one of the best pieces of advice that we received was during a tough time like layoffs, you really need to go deep as opposed to having multiple rounds of layoffs, which will destroy your morale and your culture and the uh, trust that your team has in you as a leader, because, you know, you do it once and, you know, everybody who stays is comfortable that this is it. Nothing else is going to happen. Uh, but if you have more than one layoff, it's really devastating to a company. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself, Phoebe, um, for you during those times? Yeah, I totally agree. It's just be honest to to yourself, to your team and to your investors, right? Exactly. Just like, uh, and I think we, since we are like, really fact-based company about our, our materials, our impact and our data is like, these are the facts and, uh, and this is the plan. And also show that you'll be able to execute the plan, right? So that those trust, well, there's always like difficulties when, it, when the trust are earned, when a team and, and investors see you said you're gonna do something and you acted that pretty on par, that, that, that trust like outside external things you can't kind of cannot control, but you can always kind of control how you deal with it. So yeah. that's where is trust is built. Um, yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, as we start to wrap this up uh, and I'll come to both of you guys, maybe one or two things that if you could give to the listeners that if they could implement today in their life would help move their life forward. Uh, what would be those nuggets or pieces of advice or principles to live by? I like to have a goal and a vision for my next five to 10 years uh, and also every year. So we're, it's February 2nd that we're recording this, but uh, you know, we just went through this whole new year's resolution. I like to do right before the new year, a, a look at my previous year, And a list of things that I've achieved, as well as things that I still want to achieve. And very importantly, what I'm grateful for in that year. Things that I've achieved, things that happened to 
the people in my life. It's very important. And uh, align my goals with my values. So it's not necessarily career goals. You know, some of them sure. could be career goals, but a lot of the goals could be personal goals. And uh, I really think that people need to think deeply about what they actually want in their life to be happy and put that as a, as a vision and a goal for themselves. Is gratitude something that you continue to practice throughout the year as well? Oh yeah. Um, actually I go to sleep every day before I go to sleep with my husband. We list three things that we're grateful for that day. And that's a great practice that I recommend to everybody. Yeah. Love it. Perfect. How about you, Phoebe? Yeah, for me, it's like, don't forget about your rest. <laughs> so we yeah, are a company or about advocate for, for, you know, sleep and rest. I, that recharges you, even there's difficulties. Bamboo sheets, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I am also very glad I, I, I took a good, good holiday during last Christmas. That, that definitely, you know, recharged me kind of mentally and, and physically. Mm -hmm. So even this entrepreneur always busy, busy, hustling, hustling. But don't forget that take little breaks um, yeah, during the week, important. during during yeah, that's very important. Otherwise, definitely you you will burn out how strong you are. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, and like you said, especially for entrepreneurs, because I don't know, it seems like uh, almost taboo, right? Like the the hustle grind message seems to be a popular one nowadays, and and I think the rest and the recovery is so important then it's probably one that gets ignored right not mm -hmm. just from sleep but like you said just uh taking some time off as well right to yeah because if yeah. you you are the you know if you don't take enough rest the sleep not sleep you have your, your cognitive you know your your intelligence going down so and for entrepreneurs it's about make the right decisions not to about make a lot of decisions yeah, then yeah. you probably make a lot of decisions, but they are not high quality decisions. In the end of the day, you're busy, busy, but not these things moving. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah, kind of really rest well and have a very clear mind and think on the decisions are important things. Yeah, excellent. What's the what's the best way? Is there a main channel for the listener to um, find out more about you guys and attitude and you know, whether it's your website or social media, if you have a presence there? Yes, uh, you can go on attitude.com, which is spelled E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E. -T -T -E, so like eco-attitude, so an attitude with an E in the beginning. And you can find us on social media, on Instagram at Attitude Store and on LinkedIn and Twitter. So look out for us there. Excellent. Yeah, we'll get that linked up uh, for sure. And uh, appreciate you guys being here today. And as you're listening right now, if you've enjoyed this conversation and you want more incredible conversations from incredible people and leaders out there, uh, stay right here for the next episode. But Phoebe, Kat, thank you so much for your time today. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone 
But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, championship, championship.